liftoff. As the countdown to Mars continues, the perseverance of humanity launching the next generation of robotic explorers to the Red Planet. And it is blast off of the one of three March launches now underway. And this rocket is called the Perseverance. It is the biggest, most sophisticated Mars rover ever built. And it's now on its 480 million kilometer journey to the Red Planet for what is uh, described as a long range project that's going to bring the first Martian rock samples back to Earth. They'll then be analyzed for evidence of ancient life, could, but it also could possibly pave the way for the arrival of astronauts as early as 2030, if you can believe that. Now, it won't arrive until February, but if it does land safely, and that is never a guarantee with these things on Mars, then this will become the ninth spacecraft that could be a game changer for exploration. And who came to mind when I saw this thing blast off today? Zach Trolley, engineer, space evangelist, future, and also someone who actually trained to go to Mars. Good to have you, Zach. Thank you very much. So I'm sure you got up. You were. This is like Christmas Day for a guy like you. Absolutely. I was up quite early. Uh, my wife, I left her sleeping in bed and I logged in and watched the mission live um, this morning. What What is the the importance of this? I mean, to guys like you who are just, you know, encapsulated, entranced by space, what does it mean? Well, it's, it's exploring our solar neighborhood. So Mars is the most Earth-like planet we have. So in learning about Mars and Mars's history, we learn a little bit about Earth and Earth's history. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, finding out more about yourself by looking in the mirror or, or looking next door. So there are so many unknowns about Mars that every time we send a new mission that's in a new location, it has new instruments. Um, it's a brand new opportunity, opportunity to learn things that we never knew before. Who'd have thunk that a guy like Trump would be the one to really invest in space, um, you know, exploration again after a lot of years of cutbacks. But here we are again, um, where they really do, I guess, envision that in the next few years they could get humans onto Mars. I guess that would just be a dream come true for someone like yourself. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the space industry has, you know, excuse the pun, taken off um, in the last 10 years. There's a lot of scientific mission but also um, the, the private companies, SpaceX, Blue Origin, Virgin Galactic, all these companies are opening up space and we're just on the verge of seeing a huge increase in space activities. Yeah, and I didn't realize how difficult it is. I mean, the opportunity to fly between Earth and Mars only comes around once every 26 months and that's mm -hmm. because uh, the planets have to be on the same side of the sun you know, which is about as close as they can get. So it's not like you can just do this at any given, like you can't just take off whenever you want. Like Wednesday might work. It's gotta be a very specific timing. Correct. And that's what's so, um, you know, nerve wracking about these missions is there is a launch window. Um, if something had happened, if there was a delay um, by a month or two, that could put the whole mission back by two years. Yeah. So, you know, when, when everything goes to, when things go to Mars, it, it's usually really nerve wracking. Now, the Perseverance is a, a car-sized vehicle. It's got these amazingly expensive cameras, microphones, drills, and lasers. It's not a cheap um, toy to, to, you know, I guess put that mildly. There's no mm -hmm. guarantee that it will get to Mars because we have to wait until February now to see if it can land safely. And then it will also possibly, uh, there's two other um, launches that have been done in the last couple of weeks, one by China and I think another by a Middle Eastern uh, venture that they're all trying to get to Mars. Is this a competition or is this a joint effort, which I find hard to believe? 
So, I mean, the, the Science for Mars is a joint effort. Um, so the UAE launched their HOPE probe uh, last month, I believe. Um, and that was a joint effort between a whole bunch of scientific, um, the whole scientific community. Um, they are piggybacking on another scientific uh, Mars mission called MAVEN. They're studying the atmosphere in different locations of Mars, doing it a little bit differently to collect the same kind of data to build on top of that. Um, China's a bit more guarded. Um, they, they don't share as much information, but they're sending a rover, a, um, a lander, and a, and a probe, or um, an orbiter, all in one mission. So that's the first time that's ever been done. So there's going to be a lot of lessons learned with their mission as well. So come February, there's going to be a lot of spacecraft entering the uh, the Martian orbit. So that's going to be another very exciting time. Um, and a lot of that information, like I said, is publicly available and is shared. Um, so everyone, the whole international community learns at the same time about what's going on on Mars. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a bit of ego involved. I mean, I'm sure Trump would not like the Chinese to get more information or um, be the first to explore and, and discover something. They want that this to be an American find without question. And and also China China's not exactly um, open and free with their information. Mm -hmm. So there's no question the U.S. would like to be the first on on, um, on this you know mission to get it. But the perseverance itself. Um, what, how different is this to the last mission where they sent a camera up and we got to see a picture of, of rocks? So the, the, the chassis is, is similar. So if you imagine like, um, you know, you're, you're going to build a, a Ford F-150, the, the base model is the same. And what they've done is they've updated it for, um, for this year. So they've taken everything that works and they've added in a bunch of new instruments. So it does have a lot of the same um, kind of um, architecture. It has that arm, it has that head looking um, device, that, that camera that can take those selfies. Um, but it has a lot of in in interesting um, devices. You mentioned the sample collection. So it'll actually collect samples from, the, um, from Mars as it travels along the Jezero crater and save that for another mission to come pick it up. So we will have samples brought back to us. Um, it also has um, a spectrometer. So when it drills, it can test for the chemical composition directly on Mars. So we know exactly what things are made out of. Um, and it has a few tech demonstrations. So it has um, what's called MOXIE, and that generates oxygen from the Martian atmosphere. So that's a precursor to human missions, um, how we can generate um, oxygen on the Martian surface, as well as it has a drone. Mm. So it's going to deploy a small, tiny helicopter, and that's going to try flying around um, the Martian atmosphere just to see how that works, which is really exciting because if we can get data back on how things are able to fly around in Mars, if we can send helicopters and planes and drones, we can cover so much more territory and get so much more information than a rover ever could on the ground. Wow. Look, if Martian life is discovered, I want—I don't want to know about it. I, I'm too chicken for that kind of stuff. But for someone like you, if this mission is a success, and I'm not sure how many months uh, it is going to take to find out and, and be able to analyze this data. But if we're able to get the data, um, let's say over the next year or so from this mission um, and learn from it, I mean, are you looking at this mission as one step closer to having people like yourself actually get to go to this red planet? Absolutely. Um, every bit of information we, we gather about the planet, um, we learn how to live on there. Uh, you know, when we dig into the ground here on Earth, we know exactly what we're going to get. We don't know what, the, what we're going to find out on Mars. So the more information, you know, lets us know what we need to bring to stay alive, how we're going to live off the land, 
what materials are there we can build with. Every bit of that information tells us how um, future explorers and you know potentially colonists will be able to survive on that planet. Um, and and every little bit is a, a one step closer to seeing that future be realized. Well. I don't think they have COVID. That's one thing they don't have. That's one thing they don't have. And hopefully <laughs> uh, they never will. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know with China. They might just leave it there. But nonetheless, uh, I know a lot of people are awfully excited about this. So now it's just, a, it's a waiting game. So now you just Absolutely. have to wait and be patient. Zach, uh, thrilled for you. And we'll uh, see what happens with this. And I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Always happy to talk about Mars. Always. That is Zach Trolley, who to this day still wants to get to the red planet. And I say to myself, why would you want to go? What would you do? You run out of books, can't watch TV, you can't like go sweat. Like, what would you do for all that time? But nonetheless, you talk to someone like that and they're absolutely passionate about this. All right. When we come back, we'll dive into what the school plan looks like and what we heard with the prime minister today. We will do that in just a minute. Stay with us here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. You're listening to On Point on Global News Radio. 